thought I'd begin by reading another extract from this extended poem by Hakim Sanai, the, one of the early, perhaps first, of the great uh, Sufi mystical poets. The coming of death is the key which unlocks the unknown domain. But for death, the door of true faith would remain unopened. Desire and excess have put man to sleep. When death appears, he will awaken. All mankind is asleep, living in a desolate world. The desire to transcend this is mere habit and custom, not religion, idle fairy tale. Stop bragging in the presence of men of the path. Better consume yourself like burning chaff. If you yourself are upside down in reality, then your wisdom and faith are bound to be topsy-turvy. Stop weaving a net about yourself burst like a lion out of the cage. Melt yourself down in this search. Venture your life and your soul in the path of sincerity. Strive to pass from nothingness to being and make yourself drunk with the wine of God. From him forgiveness comes so fast, it reaches us before repentance has even taken shape on our lips. He is your shepherd, but you prefer the wolf. He invites you to him and yet you stay unfed. He gives you his protection, yet you are sound asleep. Oh, well done, you senseless upstart fool. He heals our nature from within, kinder to us than we ourselves are. A mother does not love her child with half the love that he bestows. His kindness even makes the worthless worthy. And in return, he is content with his servant's gratitude and patience. You have broken faith, yet still he keeps his faith 
with you. He is truer to you than you are to yourself. He created your mental powers, yet his knowledge is innocent of the passage of thought. He knows what is in your heart, for he made your heart along with your clay. But if you think he knows in the same way that you do, then you are stuck like a donkey in your own mud. <clears throat> he has prior knowledge of the inmost thought. He perceives what his creatures need before the desire for it has been conceived. <clears throat> In his presence, silence is the gift of tongues. <coughs> you receive your life's food from a table bare of bread. Man does not have it in him to desire things the like of which have been prepared for him. He knows the touch even of an ant's foot moving in darkness over a rock. He always knows what is in men's minds. You would do well to reflect on this. If you do wrong, there are two ways of seeing it. Either you think he doesn't know, and I wonder at your lack of faith or else you think he knows, yet still persist, and I wonder at your vile impertinence. It may be true that no man knows your secrets, but God knows them. He is not less than man. And he, if he withholds his mercy from you, Surely that means he knows your heart. Then turn away from this wrongdoing, lest on your final day you drown in a sea of shame. That's probably enough jnana to nourish you or cause you enough uh, anguish to want to convert to uh, egoless living. <clears throat> but I find it appropriate in this time when the world is even far more desolate than it was a thousand years ago when this was written. And the desolation is becoming every day more extreme. And now we don't just face our individual deaths, which are far more likely to happen through extreme man-made engineered events of depopulation than of dying of old age. 
Now it's the death of the world itself that we must face and recognize our own shameful status as accomplices to that demise. That demise of what was once a garden of Eden, a paradise that egos turned into hell. He, he titles it, or at least the English translation is titled as the walled garden of truth. But who made the wall that keeps you out of your own garden? It's the ego's rejection of truth that is the wall. The truth that the ego doesn't even exist. except as an instrument made to serve God that rebelled against God and serves only its own desire, its own jouissance, its own interest in the immediate gratification of that which represents its lowest state, its densest state of forgetfulness of the real. And so, as he says, the imminence of death awakens even the densest consciousness from its slumber when it has to face. Not only the death of the body, but the recognition that what the ego mistook for an outer world is actually an inner world. and a world that can't be escaped even in death, but morphs into a bardo state in which all that was run away from in life catches up to one. And this is why it's so important to live in accord with one's conscience, which is not different from the Tao, because it is the instruction on how to relate to the dream field in a state of purity of heart, generosity of spirit, nobility of being, and complete transcendence of the illusory nature of what is being offered. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel.
Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste.